chapter 26 on redemption. Death sought me. Without seceding, its spirit kept reminding me how close he had come and how he would continue to make my life miserable. I wrestled with every suicidal thought in hopes of getting free. No relief came. Depression settled in and it came to the end of me. I had a pretty tight message ready for Jeff, the mission trip leader, to cancel my flight to Bolivia. I had nothing left to give. It did not want to embarrass the rest of the team. On a lazy Saturday, April 9th, 2016, I slouched in an office chair to watch the live stream of Azusa Now, an event in Los Angeles to commemorate the 110th anniversary of Azusa Street, the genesis of the charismatic movement. I hoped to find a new piece before the Bolivia trip, and I needed something to fill my time at work while I waited for a pediatric trauma case to come into the emergency department. Well-known speakers declared and proclaimed statements of grace and mercy. Prophetic speakers stated someone's name and hometown with a prophetic message. The crowd clapped and cheered with each other's statements. My heart failed to connect to their dynamic speeches until one man preached. He preached that death and suicide had gotten a grip of someone. The person needed to be reminded how to renounce it and declare life into themselves once again. It may even be someone listening on the live stream. In the plain, white-walled office, I verbally followed his prompts renouncing what I held on to and promised to walk with Jesus in greater freedom. I felt a new lightness. I deleted my pre-type message to Jeff and less than a week later, I boarded a plane to South America. The trip had a simple purpose. The medical half of the team would administer their services and prayer to those with limited medical access. The non-medical half of the team would do hour-long prayer sessions as set up by local missionaries. Jeff, Sean, and I made up the prayer part of the trip, along with one of the missionaries interpreting for us. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit became invited guests into the room. Each session lasted an hour. The words flowed from our lips amazed by each of us. Jeff, Sean, and I knew the prophetic words did not come from us. We had words and visions of a person's past or present with declarations of what the Lord could do in the future. We only knew the amount that the Holy Spirit wanted us to know. In humility, we sought to love and avoided embarrassing persons with what he had shown us from their past. We helped others to walk in greater freedom in Christ Jesus. The interpreter explained to each person that she didn't tell us any details from their life. It was simply the Holy Spirit at work. Day in and day out, we did not grow weary because we knew our strength came from the Lord. I could not believe the Lord wanted to use a man like me. In all of my mess in the past four months, I got to be a part of something incredible. On a Wednesday evening, our group loaded into a van to head to our next destination. 
the medical and non-medical portions of the teams recounted what had happened during their day. The medical team led several people to Christ and shared how they were impacted by the local stories. Our team shared the emotional healing that took place within our sessions. Excitement filled the van as we continued to share with one another. On our way to the destination, I felt the Lord prompting me to pray at the end of Jeff's talk at a local church. I tapped Jeff on the shoulder and asked him his thoughts. He stated it sounded great to him and would let me know when I could pray. The local congregation greeted our team on the second floor of a downtown Santa Cruz building. Those of us who could spoke greetings in broken Spanish until the service began. The pastor led the group of three or four songs, and then Jeff gave a short sermon on prayer, and then he asked me to close. For some reason, I shared my struggle with suicidal thoughts up until complete freedom I had received a couple weeks prior. To my left side, in my peripheral vision, I could see a young Latina glaring at me. I felt her pain, her disbelief, as if God did not involve himself in the little nuances of our lives. For a moment, I silently prayed, asking the Spirit what to do, and without fear, prophetic words started to pour out. I looked at her and acknowledged how difficult it must be to hear my words. Her eyes became glued to mine with her purple highlighted hair outlining her face. I confirmed her gifting in painting and how her paintings would touch the lives of many. In that moment, the Holy Spirit broke out. My mouth did not stop as the Lord gave me words to speak without missing a beat. The man with tattoos who secretly wrote books, the woman who arrived late to church because she had concerns about not having food on the table, but the Lord would provide for her, and on and on it went. At one point, I stopped with my eyebrows raised and arms spread out. Guys, I shouldn't even know any of this stuff. This is the Holy Spirit speaking. This is Jesus. It isn't me at all. People began to pray over one another as loud crying filled the room. A young man with dreadlocks asked me to pray over his heart condition. He kept having pain in his chest, especially when walking up an incline. A few of us prayed over him, and minutes later, he kept running up and down the stairs with no pain at all. Freedom and redemption had happened. Our team left that evening amazed by what the Lord had done. Healings and prophetic words occurred, but more importantly, Jesus allowed us to be a part of bringing heaven to earth in the most beautiful way. On our final day, the interpreter and I met with a young man to do some inner healing. His head tilted low. He made little eye contact as he shared about his life. Both the interpreter and I could feel the sorrow in his heart as he explained trying to go to school, work to make extra money for him and his mom, while also paying for physical therapy. His left leg was a few inches shorter than his right leg, and he had to wear special sneakers. He had been told that physical therapy may be a part of his entire life. The interpreter placed a tissue in his hands as tears streamed down his face. I have made money my idol and God is punishing me, stated the young man. 
in my spirit, I felt like that was a lie the demonic made him believe. In boldness, I told him, I do not believe you have made money your idol. It seems like you have to work a lot to pay all of the things, especially since your dad is not around to help out. He agreed by nodding his head, unsure of what to believe. I looked at him straight in the eyes and asked, I think what you want the most is not more money, but for your leg to grow. Do you want your leg to grow? If it did, you would have a lot more freedom financially. He burst into tears and stated, yes. I told him I'd be right back to get some more praying power. I jogged downstairs to see the medical team about to order lunch. I exclaimed, I need y'all to come upstairs. We are going to pray for a man's leg to grow. Missy stated, well, all right, let's go. The three women and I burst into the room as a young man sat there waiting. I pulled up a chair to sit across from him and had him put both of his feet on my lap. In our small prayers, we adored Jesus for what he would do. We praised the Lord for all that he had done in this man's life and will continue to do. Two women knelt next to me, holding onto his legs while another prayed with hands on his shoulders. I picked up his legs to see if his legs grew. I looked up to see the man staring back at me. Our faces closed for what had seemed impossible became possible. A miracle had happened. The man placed his shoes on the ground next to him and stood up. In amazement, all of us cried with joy about what Jesus had done. A simple act of obedience changed this man's life forever. It just so happened that we wore the same size shoes, so I gave him mine. I walked around barefoot for the remainder of the day. It was an incredible trip. The team and I returned to Kentucky completely changed. My social media flooded with message after message from folks that we prayed for. The young man went to his physical therapist who confirmed his leg had grown, and now he only have to go back for a short while longer. Another message came from the man on Wednesday night stating he still had no heart issues. Message after message stated how the Lord continued to use our simple words to bring freedom and Bolivia. Redemption came for us all. Redemption in Christ Jesus. Thank you.